Okay. So energy, 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 energy. energy. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Southern Africa. Um, welcome to the fourth episode of Bantu Born, Western Raised. Um, my name is Lynn, and I'm so, so excited for this episode today. Um, but I'm not alone. Hi, Masuzia. Hey, Lynn. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing? Uh, I'm good, good. I mean, all things considered, yeah. Uh huh. Well, the reason I'm super excited today is because we have a special guest, you know, yeah. somebody that we met in varsity and he's just, we just felt like he would be the perfect person for this episode today. So, Baba, how are Hello. you? Um, I'm good, Lynn. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm so, so thankful and so grateful that you are joining us for this episode. So, just for a couple of minutes, you know, I want you to, like, vibe your tribe a little bit. I want you to, like, tell us about your Southern African roots. Um, yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, my name is Baba Kau. Um, I was born here in Bots, uh, in Francistown, actually. But uh, my parents are originally from... Uh, very small village just next to the border in um, Ramukhabana. Um, I identify with the, the, the tribe here in Bots as, uh, as a Kalanga, though my, my ancestry, my grandparents are from, from Zim originally. Um, yeah. So we came here and we became, we became Bakalaka and uh, that's the tribe that I identify with. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Because yeah, we're all a bit of a mix, aren't we, over yeah. here in Southern Africa? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think okay, everyone's a mix so, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. So the reason why we invited Baba on this show is because, well, we still, you know, we consider him um, a newlywed. Um, he recently got married in the last year or so. You said it was September, right? Yeah, September. Yeah, so remember we had this discussion, we are asking like, how long are you a newlywed and all of that. So how do you feel, Baba? Like, are you, do you still feel like you're in that newlywed phase or do you think it kind of, I don't know, when do you stop being a newlywed? Well, the, the thing is how, how I feel, uh, I, I, do, I guess I can still consider myself a newlywed. Me and my wife gave ourselves at least ten years to start not considering ourselves a new a newlywed. <laughs> but and and, and 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 our community usually are considered a munyadi up until someone in who is around you gets married after you. So okay. because there were a few people who got married after me in church, which is where we are usually called munyadi from. Uh, we are no longer being called newlyweds. But we still believe that we are in the early stages of our wedding and there is a lot that we, we are yet to experience in this journey. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, I want to know the background. I want to know how you two met. I want to know the love story. I want to know the, <laughs> the, 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 you know, you know what? Just do it for me. Yeah, Baba. give us the What's deets. The story? <laughs> how did you guys, how did you guys meet? Yeah. Actually, we, we met here in... And in our induced where we're currently doing our master's degree. Um, I met her at church actually. There was this uh, the Seventh Day Adventist Church. A friend of her, uh, a friend of hers, had invited her to the church that she was attending, and I was thinking of baptizing to the same church. So we, we met at one of these um, social night uh, events where they invite young people 
in and around school to come and mingle and have fun in a church environment and in a church uh, and religious setting. So that's where we actually first met. And then we kept uh, meeting at church uh, meetings and so forth. And then we later started having, uh, coincidentally, uh, the same time uh, for breakfast at the cafeteria. That's when uh-huh. we started sitting at the same table and started um, having your conversations where we got to to know each other a little bit better. And that's where we, we took it from from there. Okay, so how long how long did you guys date before you were like, okay, this is the person? Uh, when I, I asked to follow out the uh-huh. very first day that I confessed to her my intentions, uh, before she even gave me any type of response, uh, her question was, uh, why? Why do I want to be in a relationship with, uh, with her? What oh. is the main goal? <laughs> she, was, she, like, she was not making it easy. <laughs> yeah, she, she just wanted to know if I wanted to be in a relationship with her, what was the motive? Why did I want a relationship? What did I think a relationship is supposed to be? And I, mm-hmm. I, that caught me quite as an interesting thing. And we, we sat there and discussed that um, the only real reason uh, uh, here and I believe anyone should begin such a relationship, especially in the age that we were, is to to marriage, to see if your partner is a suitable person for marriage. So from there, the end goal, the end goal of that beginning or budding relationship was set. Her and I understood that we are living our relationship in order to uh, see if this person is suitable to be a life partner. So it wasn't really about how long we were in there that we really started saying, okay, this particular person is the person that I'm going to marry. Although uh, during our relationship, we were living it in a way that could uh, portray those traits that you wish to see in a a marriage or in in a spouse. So everything okay. that we did up to, uh, including our finances, how we spent time, how we calculated our, our our timetable in terms of school, in terms of balancing our relationship, the time that we spent together and so forth, was gauged in the idea that what we wanted to prepare ourselves was, can I actually live with this person for the rest mm-hmm. of my life? So okay. even at a very early, early stage, we started uh, having uh, uh, shared finances, for example. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, so that, that <laughs> at, at a very early age. So uh, our allowance would come in and would, would go through the the budget together. We would know collectively how much we're going to spend on, because the only spending that students have uh, that is a huge spending is food. We'd know yeah. how much we're spending on food. We'd know how much we're spending on toiletry. And we'd actually know how much um, we are saving. Mm-hmm. So th- those were the, the things that actually uh, started our relationship. And it, 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 I, I do not know what particular time we sat down and said, okay, no, we've done everything. Uh, we believe that now we are, we started seeing ourselves as, no, I, I can live with this person because they do not give me problem with these particular traits that I'm looking for. And um, so I, I don't really know what I can say was a time 
a uh, timeline where uh, we were like, okay, no, I think you've you've checked all the boxes, you're good, but. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. I really I really 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 like your approach um because yeah. it started out very it was logical it was intentional you guys weren't just doing what normally people our age do they just kind of go with the vibe you know they feel you out if you you just flow with the vibe and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but i think i think what i'm hearing from you is that it was just consistently work it was just consistently work and then it just kind of happened I guess <laughs> yeah, so, Susio, what do you what do you think no no I, 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 you know Baba brought up a couple of interesting things there um like so like I mean first of all what I want to find out is like uh between like setting the goal like when you guys decided to to like okay um we're going, we're, the aim of this relationship is to uh, in order to, to see if we're, if we're suitable life partners, right? And then mm. uh, later on to find to, to now you're at the stage whereby you guys have uh, somewhat confirmed that idea and felt like, okay, fine. Uh, as much as I've known about this girl, she's as good. She, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel she'd be a very good life partner for me to go forward with. So like mm-hmm. between, 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 between point A and point B. Um, so like, what I would, first of all, like what kind of difficulties did you guys experience or were there any t- points in time where you like maybe doubted that, uh, the, the, that pursuit or you're like, okay, fine. Maybe there's, maybe, maybe, the, maybe there's something I really need to reconsider or was it just like smooth sailing throughout and like, you just got there and you're like, yeah, no, this is amazing. It's fine. Uh, how exactly was it for you? I don't know. What was your experience like that? With that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, me and fellow before we got married, we dated for I think it was around three years. Mm-hmm. In those three years, uh, including the, the our first few months, we because we had that goal in mind. Mm-hmm. There were a few things that we knew about getting married young that uh, we knew were going to be challenging. Uh, we knew, we expected that were going to be challenges just from what we heard from other people or what we've experienced in our past relationship. Yeah. So the, the, we, we, started, we developed uh, a strategy. We, we understood that if we wanted our relationship to work or to lead to the goal that we, we wanted to achieve, there's going to be need uh, some form of deliberate action. There's okay. going to be there's going to need some form of strategy in order to to, to, to meet that goal to say, okay, uh, this is the kind of life that we want. So once we had that goal, we went into the process of finding out those resources that we could use or learn from in order to achieve those uh, the, that, those goals. So as far as uh, challenges are concerned per se, uh, we didn't experience any, what I'd consider any major challenges in our relationship. Okay. Um, I mean, does she know, feel the same way as well? Uh, I believe so. I believe <laughs> okay. She so. uh, <laughs> I believe so. Um, because uh, what we what we what we found out was that most of these major challenges are caused by people not understanding either themselves or not fully being able to express what they want from the other individual. So Mm -hmm. those are some certain key areas that we worked on, especially the part where you have to express to your partner, okay, partner, this is what I need for you to to do for me, for me to feel 
to feel loved and to feel appreciated. Actually, in that regard, we found a very nice resource. It's a book by uh, Dr. Gary Chapman, if I'm not killing his name. Uh, it's called The Five Love Languages. Okay. And oh, book, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful book. It's, it's one of our first reads. Uh, we discovered how each of each and uh, each one of us, after doing that little that little test, expresses love and how each of us understand the concept of love. And with that, uh, we were able to to uh, p- properly make the other one feel love. I'll, I'll give an example about Solfello. Solfello is a particular person who wants uh, a love language, according to the book, is a love language called. Um, uh, physical touch or physical contact and uh, her dialect in that language is uh, spending time. So Sulafel mm-hmm. is someone who prefers or who wants to be constantly spent time with. She wants to be constantly communicated with. Well, Even if you know where she is, you know what she's doing, she wants to be called, she wants to be texted, she wants to know that you're thinking about her. When you are together, mm-hmm. she wants to be held, she wants to be spoken to. All these little minor things that I Later learns that those are the things that she needs me to do for her, for her to know that uh, I truly um, appreciate her. Uh, those little things that uh, the book, uh, that resource helped overcome certain challenges where someone might be feeling jealous or unloved or, or however way. And um, in turn, I found that, that that was not even particularly my strong suit. If you remember, Master Zio, back in the day, all we cared about was coding and doing this. I had to cut off a uh-huh. lot of friends and uh, uh-huh. a lot of time dedicated to certain activities in order to, to put her in that in that um, area. If I even had to set reminders on my phone of certain times when I'm free to mm-hmm. actually call and text uh, and then check uh, check up on her because I, I I used to forget a lot, and that that cut down on a lot of argument because she would get angry for what yeah. I would think was no reason. And yes. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I found that all that she wanted was to to, to hear from me for no particular reason. It's something that wow. uh, didn't make sense to me, but after practicing it and seeing it work, it's just something small that really got rid of a lot of major challenges oh baba you 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 have no idea i am so happy that you're saying these things guys learn your partners please we're tired of we're tired of explaining simple things that seem and that's the thing with female as male to us it seems so simple and then with men it's just it doesn't connect but you know what anyway go on go on you're saying yeah so after doing uh doing those little things um like the things work things do work and my particular love language is uh words of appreciation so you find that uh when we speak sometimes you find that there are certain words that we say what or certain words that someone might say and consider them to be you know ah, nash that is just the word as in didn't didn't hurt someone they uh I'm, I'm particularly sensitive to to words and how they're spoken and tone and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it, it just so happens that Sulefel is someone who has a very gentle and sweet tone by some mm-hmm. miraculous there. <laughs> but as a person she also needed to learn that certain words that she used yeah, they, they hurt my feelings even though on a normal person they wouldn't necessarily be seen to be hurtful words and when those things were put in place. Both of us were put in a place where we were both uh, preferred, loved, and appreciated. And a lot of 
minor little disagreements and little challenges they just faded away our major challenge mm-hmm. was especially for me was the time the a time mm-hmm. aspect me not being able to understand that what she needs is me to constantly be with her and constantly talk to her and constantly do those things that show her that i i appreciate and love her Yeah, you are preaching to the choir. Okay? Like I am catching everything. Okay, so so wait, now I want to know now that we've established that there was a relationship, there was an understanding, there was a beginning. Now we're getting yeah. to the part where we're planning the wedding, right? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like personally for me the times when I've learned the most about my own culture is when we've been in the process of like planning things like that weddings funerals stuff like that. So yeah, is there yeah. something like what did you learn about our culture as you were going through that process of like wedding and negotiations and dealing with family like what jumped out at you the most with that entire process? Okay. So I I do have to to make this disclaimer uh as it so happens uh Sunifer and I because of our natural background I'm from the northeast part of Botswana she's from the central uh Setswana speaking part of Botswana she's from yeah. Mahalate so we did have a lot of differences in terms of our cultural uh expectations of what a marriage is uh mm-hmm. and, and especially during the time when you are planning it and uh we got married ourselves quite young we got yeah. married uh straight out of school at that time i was uh, i just finished my degree i had not even i think we married just after graduation i just mm-hmm. graduated i just got in that degree we had we had no nothing so during the, the process uh in our culture in my the culture that i'm from uh the first thing that um uh i had to do was and in a way tried to allude to my father and not so many specifics that uh, I had found someone that I intended to get married uh-huh. uh, that was supposed to just uh sort of like give him a, an, an abstract if you may of of my intentions and then I was supposed to go and talk to my paternal grand my paternal aunt Rakadi uh-huh. and uh that, that was supposed someone who was supposed to be have been close to me someone who I can uh comfortably tell my intentions maybe even show her the girl that uh, I have um so those are the cultural expectations as far as culture is 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 concerned mm-hmm. they were a little bit uh different in in practice uh, unfortunately i come from a uh, family where my parents are, are divorced and are no longer together so mm-hmm. and i was not close to any of my to most of my paternal relatives uh to that effect so i ended up just going to my father and telling him my expectations and then uh he asked to meet so if i remember it was in december around christmas time mm-hmm. we went to his farm we spent about a week there uh so that he could just get to know the tolefer and see the kind of person that i was intending to marry and uh difficulty starts after that you you get prepared with questions as a, as a man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get prepared with questions so the obvious question that you usually parents ask is um what are you guys going to eat la hojaing wa hojisa wanaba to eat how are you mm-hmm. going to survive 
as, as I know, uh, the culture here in Botswana is for the men to be the provider. Yeah. Uh-huh. And at the time, I wasn't, I wasn't employed. I was working, but because I, I had a plan, uh, somewhat of a plan, uh, that could convince them about what I could, uh, that what I could offer. And uh, the other big problem was the the paying for the wedding. Yeah. And our culture here, the man is the one who buys the tent who buys the lisire, the dress, who buys, the, who, who pays for the lobola, who pays for almost everything. And uh, to tell you the truth, I didn't, I did not have all that money. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Luckily, because, because of the initial conversation that me and Solifala had the day that we started dating, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we had been planning for this thing from back then, uh, we had a joint account in one of the local banks here where we had been saving even the allowance that we had. If you guys remember, I, I used to have a line of uh, hoodies that I sold here, I sent here and I sold, I sold here in school. Uh, I so, remember. <laughs> I remember them. <laughs> so uh, part of that money, we had a little bit of uh, uh, some, amount, some amount saved. That was the money that I was able to to convince uh, parents because the, the money covered at least uh, the total of the lobola and some of the clothes that me and Solifala would need. Like I got my own suit, we bought our own rings, we, we bought our own um, dresses, although her, her, her wedding dress was bought by someone else. But we had, we had a little bit of money saved and that money was able to convince, especially on my side, my parents to, to take any form of action. From yeah. there, after telling the old man and uh, showing him all of these things, we went home. We went to Ramukwabana where I met my, my uncles. Uh, we sat down and um, but they, simply in simple terms, they told me what I'm not I'm Simanyana anymore and I'm putting myself in a place of, um, of difficulty. So we went through that process of Holaiwa, where they, they try mm-hmm. to tell you what you are, you are putting, what what you are saying to them. Can I, we usually just go to people and you, you just think that when you tell them, what I'm getting married, it's just a simple thing. So they expand to you what marriage really means. It means taking a family and taking your family and you are uniting them. Not just, it's not just between the two of you, especially in this, in this, uh, and in our, our culture. And that, that was daunting. That was the moment where I really sat down and it showed me this is not just about me. It, it really showed me how big uh, a marriage, even just between two people, is. Especially if you have your your whole family involved, it kind of gave me some cold feet there. But um, after that, after the whole holiday, where they also encourage you, okay, no, but um, and they offer the help. Okay, if you have this amount, that means the family can now start contributing for such and such, and mm-hmm. so that they can go ahead and, and pay. So during that time is uh, like the preparation for the wedding. If you guys can pass through that stage, I believe I will. the wedding part is simple because that was the most difficult time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially in, in, in my experience because I had to convince this man that I was, I was ready to actually be a, a family man and to be the leader of my family. And they put me through some tests uh, that I was later told these tests were to, sh- to check if I'm patient. Because they, they, mm-hmm. they have to send um, a of intent. So they have to write to, to the to Solifala's family that 
Uh, we have our son here and he has seen uh, in your place and he has expressed intentions of doing such and such uh, to your daughter and then they intend reply in, in a sense that okay if uh, that is your intent uh, these are the charges if you want our daughter so forth these are what we want if I remember correctly uh, there was some there was a live cow I was supposed to bring along with the lobola there was also mm-hmm. a live goat I was supposed to bring there were a few clothes I was supposed to buy for the grandmother and the the rakadi and mm-hmm. the mother and a suit for the father you know those little things so yeah. during the time when the, the letter came the letter took a long time to come it, it it came fast but for the information to reach me it took almost a month uh-huh. and during that time I was incubated under pressure like nobody's business. Like, I didn't know if it was lost. I didn't know if they didn't reply, if they didn't approve. Like, mm. like at some point, we need to start We need to start doing, conducting Lobola negotiations over email, guys. I mean, <laughs> waiting for snail mail, guys. Come on. No, it's, it's, it's part of the process. It's part of the process, isn't it? It's supposed to wait for it, you, show patience. You, <laughs> yeah. do, do, do you understand how expensive these negotiations become? Because I've seen I've seen it in my own community. The women will come together early in the morning, mm. they'll clean the yard, they'll make scones, they'll make this tea. Yeah. You know, yeah. it becomes yeah. a whole every every stage of the wedding becomes exactly and it's so yeah. expensive. It is so expensive, it is so nerve-wracking. But I, I do have to confess that those trials and tribulations especially in that first stage of trying to prepare for the wedding and those little hiccups here and there Mm -hmm. they've actually made me they made me reaffirm my decision to marry Tolufel because there were were those moments where I had to sit down and I ask myself do I really want to go through this hardship just Mm -hmm. to marry this person and every time the answer came as yes and every time I pushed forward, it reaffirmed my own intention. And I think even on her side, seeing the difficulty that I was willing to go through, uh, the, the difficulty that we were willing to bear together to, to achieve this, to actually call ourselves man and wife, it, it kind of brought us closer because it was us against them at the end of mm-hmm. it. We yeah. wanted things to be rushed. We wanted things to be done. We wanted them to communicate faster, to communicate earlier, to communicate more specifically, to reduce certain prices. Both of us wanted this thing to, to move as smoothly as possible. But the more trouble that we had, we had to sit down, me and her, like, hey, Maruma mm-hmm. why is your uncle not calling and, and saying yeah. these things? And mm-hmm. During those discussions, I got to learn her tolerance. She got to learn also my tolerance. <laughs> so now that now that we're talking about culture and weddings and all that, there's this thing. Do you think this generation that we're in, we're taking a bit of a shift from our culture and having the whole traditional wedding thing? Do you think we're shifting more towards having the white weddings? Like the focus is on that, and it's an it's a Western type of influence like our culture is kind of yeah you know yeah you know but we're so excited for the white weddings we dress up for the white weddings it's about the catering it's about them you get what i'm saying yeah 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 Yeah. 
So um, I'll I'll say it from what I, I generally observe and from my own personal experience. I'm 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 generally I I can't come to a conclusion of whether people have generally just all of us shifted to to that um white weddings are, are the all and be all especially for us youths i used to have that that thinking before i i tried getting married myself but um when i got home uh, there was when i when i was preparing for my own wedding there are certain realizations that i i learned like you were saying uh later or earlier on that the whole negotiations going back there to see me see and stuff like that those things they take a lot of time they involve a lot of uh, logistics and expenses and so forth and so on so me and my wife were thinking when when we started going this thing where we knew that our parents uh, will not allow us to to disregard those parts of paying lobola and doing all those traditional uh, prerequisites before you can have the white wedding. So we came to them with a propos- uh, with a proposition that because we don't have the money, let us not have the the huge white wedding. Let uh-huh. us do just the cultural obligations uh, that are needed for for your guys' satisfactions and for the ancestors and whatnot. And uh-huh. then <laughs> let us go to Malawi. Let us sign, uh, do the local legal obligations, and then let's come back for an afternoon lunch. My goodness, the parents were outraged. Like, <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course they were. <laughs> well, why? Uh, were outraged. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. No, I'm, I'm thinking, but why should they be? Should they be happy that you at least you want to do that part? No, you. You know, you know what the thing is. Like they always want to see. Like for example, my 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 older sister. She she also wanted to do like a, you know small traditional. But my my parents were like, "You are our firstborn," you know. And then and yeah. then my my brother got married. I think he he's only done the traditional part of it as well. But they were like, "He's the only son, so he must have a white wedding." So we're waiting on that wedding. You get what I'm saying? Like it's just they always yeah. have an excuse. They always want yeah. the white wedding. Yeah. My, my mother simply put it and said. I want my neighbors to know that <laughs> I have a daughter-in-law. She, 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 didn't, she didn't run around. She wanted people to see that uh. there was a wedding at her place and she wanted it to be glorious. So, as it turns out, if, even when, when we are trying to go traditional, we will always... I, I, and I think I understand because these... these um, my mother sat me down and said, in, in her day when she got married, they were not financially able to have the white wedding. They had a small wedding mm-hmm. out of the ability that they lacked and their parents lacked and there was really no one around them who would give, give that to them. And deep down, they always wanted that and they, they lived via uh, vicariously through uh, us, their children, to have mm-hmm. those kind of massive things. They give us what they lack. They lack and they wanted to have during that time. This is a form of status attached to that lavish white wedding with that big white tent, and you sitting there at the top table. And there might be an incentive to want to drive that way. You want to forego all these minor little costs and just imagine it. You just pay your lobola, you go uh-huh. to sign, and then you have one wedding, 
at, at a hotel. Yeah. That's going to be very cost effective. That's the, the, that would be the Western formula. Rather than having to go first to pay the wall, I have everything. The time that you're going to Beha, there's a whole everything uh, associated with it. People have to wear a paradichali and they have to be meat, yeah. there has to be tea, there has to be this. And then Hoholosa, and then later on, that's when you have the white wedding. And then you don't, you don't just have one. We have one at the, 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 the girl's place, and then uh-huh. again, again, have one at the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. I can understand the, 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 the argument for going towards a more linear uh, Western-type wedding yeah. without going through the traditional part. Yeah, because I think, I, think, yeah. I think, like, also, like, just talking to the people around me, like, most of us really question the whole concept of, you know, Lobola and our culture. Mm-hmm. And we kind of feel like it's a bit of an archaic way to do it. But the uh, reason we still do it is a sign of respect to our parents. We don't yeah, want it yeah. to seem like we're starting this new chapter and we're just going to turn our backs on the things that, on the ways that you've raised us. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think I think it's also hope, yeah. yeah, I think it's also like a respect um factor to the parents. But wait, mm-hmm. so so I wanna know, Baba, like you guys got married quite young. <laughs> so how how do you how do you guys navigate the questions about getting married young? Like people questioning it and doubting it and people kind of giving you the side eye for it. How do you tackle that? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very difficult question. Um Especially, we get that question a lot. We get that question a lot because, um, honestly speaking and factually speaking, statistics do show that uh, young people tend to make very impulsive decisions without thinking things through. Um, There is evidence, especially in today's age, that there are more divorces, adverse rates than ever before, and all those contributing factors. So even before, while we were in our relationships, while we were in our relationship, uh, those things and those questions were not uh, removed from us. We, we uh-huh. knew them, we felt them, and we didn't want to, to lie to ourselves. Like I said earlier, my, my parents also got divorced, so I knew that even if we do get married, what if later on I'm there thinking, ah, it, might be a, it might have been a mistake, should I have waited? Should I have, like what uh, most of my peers say, should I have played around a little? Like, it's a me, okay? It's an emotional, it's an emotional thing, it's an emotional So with, with that, we challenged ourselves to educate ourselves on exactly what marriage is and mm-hmm. if it fits with the view of the type of life that we wanted to have for ourselves. For the very first thing is to ask yourself the type of life that you want. Innately, uh-huh. I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have children. I do not mind if they're biologically mine or adopted, but I wanted to raise a family and I wanted to raise a family with a, uh-huh. with a partner and that partner being female and uh, having certain qualities that I thought I had already identified in Solofelo. Uh, now the question became whether I, 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 I get this person right now or I wait and uh, whether I, 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 I weigh, if, if, if I wait, will she go? Uh, if if uh, I get her now, will it end up being not a thing? So yeah. we actually went to two counseling sessions. We had, before we got married, we had uh, three months where we paid a counselor to just counsel us, uh, counsel us on marriage, like marriage counseling. And then uh-huh. we had an extra six months of uh, counseling from, 
a pastor in our church, uh, a man by the name Pastor Balapi. So our church provides a six months uh, counseling service, marriage counseling service, uh-huh. before you even got before you even get married. He's the man that ended up marrying us. So during those sessions, our our idea was to try and get as much exposure as possible to the realities of what a marriage is, because you can read books, but if you talk to married people, you sit down and you try to investigate your own shortfalls and your own weaknesses and your partner's yeah. shortfalls and your own weaknesses before you actually get into the marriage. Uh, environment that that kind of helps you to to know how to navigate certain challenges, especially when you get into them. So the idea of us getting young, getting married young was very real with us, and we believe that we take the necessary steps with at least nine months of continuous mm-hmm. non-stop counseling, including uh, reading books and uh, talking to other married people and trying to truly understand what it is that we are getting ourselves into, what it is that we can expect, and does it fit with the image of uh, life that we have for ourselves as individuals. Yeah, and, and I think... Okay, I, so, I, so, so. Go on, Masujo. No, yeah, I, I mean, for me, I feel it's just mostly about uh, emotional emotional maturity, and uh, if that person is has has an understanding of what they're asking and has an understanding of what they're getting, the committing themselves to into, it doesn't mean the age frankly is not a major factor the, the major factor is whether or not they they have, they have reached a point whereby they can actually sustain and maintain that relationship for for, for that long in time so yeah i mean if, okay. if i feel yeah. someone is in a good enough state and they're, they're prepared enough to get married and they're they're conscious of what they're doing and they're conscious of all all the things that come about from it then they sh- they, they, if, if they want to do it then let them do it that's how i feel at least yeah, because I think I think age is a very deceiving thing because you might meet somebody who is younger than you, but you don't know what they've experienced in life. You don't yeah. know the things that have opened their eyes. You don't understand how they're more tolerant in some ways and how they're able to wrap their minds around certain situations better than you. Because yes, we, really like, hey, like people are not the same. So like it is what it is. So. For our listeners, guys, y'all should know that me and Masuzio are like terrible at this love game. Like the worst. Yeah. I feel you like should speak for like, yourself, we, but <laughs> really, really, you're gonna be out here like this. So, so while we have, you know, while we have Baba here, like I really want to get advice from somebody who's, well, in my opinion, doing it right and did it right. So. Baba, like I have like a few like general like love questions and you know, I want to get your opinion on certain things and I'm not sure I want Masuzio to chip in, but <laughs> <laughs> so do you, like I was, I was we we talked about like the Western the Western influence in regards to things like weddings and marriage. Now in regards to relationships, do you think we have that mentality of I want to do it quick, I want to get married? Like like Masuzi was saying how. He's an American. He sees people getting married at a very young age. Do you think that mentality is spreading over here? Like we want that quick, fast love. You know, we want it now, here, today. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, m- most definitely. Uh, the, the Western has has influenced a lot of uh, the way that we see relationships, the way that we view them, and the expectations that we have relationships. I, I, I grew up as a fan of a lot of rom-coms and uh-huh. the whole kissing and the rain scenes and all, yes. all those little things. The, 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 the girl wanting 
flowers in the bed, uh, petals all over the house. Uh, they never show us who ends up cleaning all that. So <laughs> those, those little things and those little things that we, we used to consider romantic, those uh, and, and, uh, things that are persistently telling someone that I love you, I'm the one for you, or that mm-hmm. mental belief that you are just the right person for this particular individual without particularly taking into consideration exactly what that person wants, not taking time to understand that person, maybe seeing why maybe that person does not share your feelings or reciprocate the love that you claim to have for them. So uh, yes, yes, I do believe television and the Western media has greatly influenced uh, the way that we view relationships and the way that we, we believe we are loved. I remember that even me and Sulfero, we had to to sit down and say, okay, we really should not take these uh, movies as actual facts. We should understand that this is not real life, this is just television. And we, that's why one of the reasons why we believed that we needed to talk to people who were married, to talk to someone who was real, maybe even someone who has experienced marriage in the environment that is Botswana and who knows the challenges that come with having in-laws that are Botswana, yeah. the expectations that your in-laws will have and so forth. Even just the general how people, how people view you. Like I know that uh, usually when we're in school here and usually Disney, like you were mentioning, uh, the cool uh, I'm, I don't care type guy. He's the one that girls uh-huh. love. He's cool. He doesn't care. He, he, he's all there. But in actual fact, if I had done and, and, and shown a cold uh, shoulder to Solofello and not tried to care when she speaks, oh, I don't care. That would have been hurtful, especially in someone her love language. And I don't think at any moment she would have uh, actually reversed, uh, represented the feelings that I wanted her to, to show. So yeah. Yes, I believe that Western culture has influenced the way that we view relationships and the way that we expect relationships to to develop. Yeah, like we, I, I definitely agree that we have a bit of a shortened love span, and mm-hmm. like the title of this episode is like "Meet Me at the River," right? So <laughs> yeah. So like the, the 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 story behind that whole title is the fact that I feel like back in the day, like our parents went hard. Oh. They put in the time. They did that whole meeting yeah. at the river thing, you know. And yeah. whereas yeah. For, for us, like we see the Insta couple goals, and we're just like, we want that, you know. We we're so that, yeah. we're so pressured by social media. I want to be taking pictures of me and like looking good with a man to match, you know. <laughs> you know, some eye candy, like you know, stuff oh. like that. And it just puts so much pressure on what love actually is and what relationships are. And obviously when we talk about love there's this whole air of um the sexuality of it and perhaps now because you know like the youth the millennials we (laughs) we we somehow have managed to over sexualize what love is and we've turned it into something that as a person you can either reduce love to just you know a sexual act or you can think of a sexual act as just love so i think like what do you what do you think about that baba yeah um i I, i'm christian so Uh i i do understand um um, a sexual encounter as an act of love even in, in the bible it's something that the Bible encourages us to do after after marriage. But what me and my wife actually 
I came to understand the meaning after reading a couple of uh, verses and and meeting with a couple of people is that uh, the, the the love in itself is a neither a feeling or the, the act of of, of sexual in, uh, sexual uh, action. It, it's a it's a concept. It's something that it, it, it can be reasoned with. It's something that can be applied. With. It's something that can be given. Uh, certain things like uh, the Bible described love that as patient, long-suffering, so forth and so on. All those little notes. If you are able to show these con- uh, characteristics uh, consistently, then you can uh, assimilate that as love. And um, it, it is a, uh, your statement that love has been over-sensationalized by us, uh, the youth, and inclusively the, the, the media has uh, sold that idea of uh, sexuality and everything it, it has polluted what love is personally I, I do not have um, a, a problem with people having sex uh, whether they believe that they, they should have sex either during marriage or, or not after marriage uh, whether I love does it strengthen the relationship or does it weaken the relationship? I, I, I believe as long as the the, the maturity that Masuzio was was talking about later, you understand what is involved in uh, in giving yourself in that way to someone that you are giving a part of yourself to someone you are showing someone the intimate parts of yourself. Uh, that is supposed to be a beautiful demonstration of acceptance of saying this is me you can see me i am naked i am shameful i am i'm i'm undressed i am not putting anything that's fake and this is you you are naked you are whole this is just who you are and you are you are presenting yourself to me and i am presenting myself to you and we are accepting ourselves in that uh, naked shameful act usually the bible when it says someone is naked they they mean that this person has been is naked is shameful is in a place where they are exposed if I am to use that term. So this is that the act of sexual activity is supposed to be that, in my opinion, a point where you are exposing the the true you to me and I'm exposing myself to you. And scientifically speaking, even during the act of sex, there are some endorphins and that are shared, that are re- released in the brain, that if someone betrays you, after that act of sexuality there is a physical pain there's something that they do take away from you that can Uh be shown in a chemical and scientific manner so if you understand if you understand those things if you understand what you are doing what you mean by i'm having sex with this person not trying to fool yourself if you are in that uh, mature space then it shouldn't be a problem but if you yeah. do have the, the views that you were explaining earlier that sex is just a, an act of love like usually what uh, patients and those are uh, other souls do it's making love it's doing this uh, you, you might have a problem when after you 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 engage in activity with someone like that and you do not have a a contract binding yourself to that person maybe legally and then they decide to leave you or betrays you with another partner you, you should understand that those you, you might have a feelings of, of hurt and regret and uh, so, uh, so forth okay yeah 
<laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just. I mean, you talked about a lot, um, but I just wanted to ask you with regards to like, in terms of like, you talked about the the, the, the need and necessity for some kind of maturity when, especially when coming into relationships or so, uh, having yeah, some kind yeah. of idea when, especially when you're going into a relationship. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to find out from you, like, do you feel like before you ever engaged in a, 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 an interpersonal relationship of that sort, uh, did you feel like you 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 received enough uh, guidance and preparation in order to participate in such a thing uh, before 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 ever coming into a, such a relationship, or like in in your past, like what prepared you in order to be able to go into a relationship like this? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Also, can I ask this? Oh, I'm, like, just to add on to Masuzio's question, this this yeah. concept of when you're young, you must date and date often. You need like yeah. this whole concept of you know exposing yourself to a lot of people, so you learn yourself, you learn your love languages, you learn the kind of person you want to be with. What, like, what, all of that. Throw it in there. Like, how do you learn? Like a Arab, go. <laughs> 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 okay. Um. Personally, uh, my 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 uh, uh, personal experiences uh, give me certain uh, views of how this relationship works. Um. I have an older sister and a younger sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I used to have a brother or an older brother. He passed away. So I only have sisters, uh, and I'm a middle boy. So what happened? My 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 older sister is nine years older than me. That means when I was doing standard one, she was doing her. When I, when I was doing standard one, she was doing her form three. Form yeah, she was doing her form three. So I, I grew up when she was in that um, age of dating. She was around uh, 17, 18. So I, I saw a lot of, um, uh, I'd say, uh, men, uh, boys, come, uh, have a relationship with her, hurt her feelings, uh, in, in my view, hurt her feelings, and go. And then, and then she would come home and she would cry and she would say all of these things that she she wished uh, this particular guy would have done to try and maybe understand her better or to make the relationship uh, work more. And um, as I grew up, and as I saw, she, she, she grew up with me and started dating older men who were, were at, at older, more advanced, maybe around my age, the age that I am now, and her relationships matured. And I saw her also tackle other more, uh, tackle other challenges and other dynamics between herself and men. So I kind of got an inside view, uh, as it were, to maybe how, how women see or uh, believe relationships should should uh, should operate and then when i started dating myself i i was able to to sort of like remove myself from the position of me being a man and me feeling what i feel towards the female i was in a relationship with and maybe trying to superimpose uh, some of the things that i've heard my sister complain about and trying to okay had i been told one two three before being in this argument by this girl as, as a female, uh, what, how would I be understanding or interpreting certain things that she is, she is saying? Yeah. So, um, and and I, I do not know if uh, the, the whole 
uh, date as many people as possible so that you learn more about yourself really works i've seen people who dated a lot of people who continue to not change or evolve with with uh, one uh, differences as they date more people i've seen people mm-hmm. who dated one person learned from that experience and married that person um so like like in in Sulfello's uh, case um have first boyfriend What? <laughs> Guys, Baba was not playing. <laughs> yeah, he was not playing. He went for it. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. So, yeah, so she she came and she she had to learn a lot of a lot of things just from from this one relationship. So that also I think helped because she didn't have any other meal uh comparison tools okay you know my my ex boyfriend used to do 1 2 3 you don't do 1 2 3 and so i i i i don't know if 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 it really works i think it's a maybe case by case uh situation but in my experience just my upbringing the way that uh, i grew up this kind of environment that i found myself in watching my sister grow in her relationships informed me to some of the things that uh, i believe women uh-huh. or my partner would at least want me to understand at least at, at the basis at the most basic of sense because i do know women are not all cut from one <laughs> one sheet they yeah. can get different things but yeah i i i do got to know i i did get to know that certain things that maybe women say uh i i would have to maybe ask for more explanation or to try and get the the meaning behind the words the meaning underlining the words or the meaning underlining the action like uh, my my wife is someone who doesn't speak uh, she doesn't speak a lot when she's really upset she just keeps quiet she just Uh-huh. It's a game, it's out. So I read between the lines. Read between the lines. I would have to start trying to remember recall in the last 24 hours. Did I say <laughs> did I do that I did in any way that have might uh, might have upset this person or might have put her in this in this condition. And she's someone who if I do not know what i did to upset her in the first place uh i shouldn't even try to come and apologize until i have figured out what i might have done i come and say okay i'm apologizing i'm apologizing for this this is when i did it why did i do it or maybe i was distracted or maybe i was thinking this or something but i have to explain why i did it and i'd have to promise if it's something that truly hurt her feelings so i'd have to promise that I would not do it again. I'd be more aware of her feelings in the next time and actually should hold me to that promise. So those are the things that um even before the relationship I kind of knew that certain things that women do that I just a show so that ever put your ex together like after you see this okay no that means I've done something I should backtrack that and and see and see if I had I I've, I've done something that might have resulted in this particular change in mood so thank you because yeah. i feel like i feel like people people try to act like they don't know but come on <laughs> certain things you've seen as common sense and also i think i think it's an, it's way when i think i think it's important to note the thing that you did mention baba is that you saw your sister like i think the way we do approach relationships is a result of 
upbringing, our environment, the people we interact with. This whole thing of show me your tribe and I'll tell you your vibe is a thing. Honestly, yeah. like if, if, if you see me hanging out with a bunch of girls who are known to kind of, you know, go through the guys, you're automatically <laughs> going to assume that that's yeah. me also. Like you yeah. are who you surround yourself with and we are a, a, like a, a result of our families and the things we see growing up and so on and so forth. So yeah. now, now um, Baba, <laughs> I am. So like we, we we talk about these male, female dynamics. I don't know why my sister was laughing, but we talk about these male, female dynamics and I feel like there's this thing even like within Africa specifically in Africa where love is kind of treated as this transactional thing like it's an exchange of services between men and women like we know that I'm going to marry this woman and she's going to be domesticated she will take care of one two three and I'm going to be the man I'm going to be bringing in the money I'm going to protect my family like is is that is that an actual thing that love is just an exchange of services? Because I, I have this friend and she only says, Ask a man why he's with his woman and the first thing he'll tell you is, I love her because she 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 does this, she did this, she does this. It is never Oh, I like her because she's smart. I like her because she's caring. I like her. It's never about her actual personality, but more about the services that she provides. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I do get what you're saying. I do get mm. what you're saying. Um, How do, uh, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, the thing is, the, the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, as people, we judge each other in terms of our actions. We judge in, in each other in terms of what you do, in terms of what you do rather than what you intend or what you think. Or you could be a care, the most caring person in the world, and then certain uh, exchanges that I, I, I have experienced with you do not communicate to me that you are caring. And the only thing I remember about you is uh, you have done this, you have done this, you have done this, you have done this, mm-hmm. you have done this to me. Um, I also believe that roles in a roles like uh, duties in a family are very important. Um, me and my wife, before we got married, there's this other book that we are reading. It's called uh, it's, it's 150 Ways uh, to Have a Successful Marriage in Africa. And um, one of the things that it stressed, <laughs> one of the things that it stressed was uh, having div- uh, well-defined roles in the family structure. Like at home, we know who is the financial is who's the accountant i'm very poor with money so all the money is held by my wife like every single amount as soon as i get it i i transfer it over and she she does everything like she she knows how much we do the budget together but she does the whole transactional things like we buy and the money is in her account or in her name um at, at home I, I do most of the, the, the chores around around the house. She does um, um, she does the cleaning. Uh, I do the the, the washing of, of, of dishes and uh, some I cook breakfast and and and, uh, and uh, supper. She does lunch. Uh, whenever we're washing, even when we're washing our laundry, she does the washing. I do the the what you call the rinsing, and then I do the the drying. So there are certain there are certain things that at the end of the day you, you, you can appreciate 
about your partner in terms of the rules that they have towards her as a uh, uh, towards you as a way of uh, indicating or showing you that they love or they care or they they do these things about you so the, the thing about love is it, it's difficult to quantify love so for example if i say i love my wife because she's beautiful then it looks to me like it looks to some people like i'm superficial all i care about is the way that she looks but i, Hi, I you know what <laughs> baba you better preach you are spitting fire like guys baba's just he's on it like yeah. so, I, i know so many i know a particular gent ジェンティスとヒアズ。ゴーアンゴーアンカゼ。ウェッシャー。ウェッシャー。ウェッシャー。ウェッシャー。ウェッシャー。ウェッシャー。ウェッシャー。ウェッシャー。ウェッシャー
to be so why not have the one who's good at cleaning do the cleaning why not have the one who's good at cooking do the cooking it, it, it seems to me like that way would be a more effective way of running the family the one who mm. is particularly good at this particular activity let them do that they, they yes. are good at it and they, they probably do enjoy that activity like my, my wife without a doubt hates washing the dishes she hates it she doesn't want to do it so because she hates it and dishes have to be washed yeah the the role came to me because i don't mind washing the dishes so i i do the, the dishwashing and then she can do something that she's actually good at something that she loves so then that way the family does run we, we have little arguments rather than forcing someone to do something that they hate they come back from the kitchen they wash the dishes that grumpy or they don't wash the dishes on time and then you get to to feel bad because the kitchen is dirty the dishes are there are rotting the person doesn't like washing dishes why don't you do it yourself so preach it's a certain thing where so that we, we, it stops becoming about a female or male or certain gender roles. Obviously, mm. there are certain things that we'll, we will be able to do maybe because of uh, the biology that men have and certain things that women will be able to do because of the biology that they have. But as far as family roles, as far as the roles in the family that can be defined, they don't, they don't matter who's the man, who's the female. I'll give another example. At home, I'm I'm, a, I'm slightly shorter than my wife, so uh-huh. getting things up from the counter is her job. It's <laughs> 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 part of the role that she does. So that's the kind of I'm like if if I can't reach something, I have to go. It's so like I can't reach. Can you please? <laughs> yeah. Get, get that from me. So yeah. Wow. You know so, what? I have I have thoroughly 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 enjoyed talking to you but I think we need to wrap this episode up there's so much more guys there's so much more that we could talk about but for the like the last bit like Baba what is your final like relationship advice to anybody who's either single or thinking about like you get what I'm like anybody who's outside of that marriage realm what would be your advice for them yeah, my, my advice would be, um, well, it, it would be something that I experienced. I've seen a lot of couples that have been going out for a long time that look like they're, they're, they're going through a, a good place and they do not want to go through that whole marriage thing. Uh, I, I also want to say that marriage and uh, in, in, in the way that it's defined is inherently not for every characteristic uh, for every character, every person, some people just simply do not want it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you do not want to get married, it's, you, it's something that I think it's okay. It's something you should accept about yourself. And there are some people who it, it seems like marriage is a little bit elusive for for one reason or another. And it, I think it, it, it's okay. There's a there's a there are these usual uh, lines in, in Facebook that me and my wife usually snuff uh, at uh, that usually saying for you to see that you are good to be in a relationship, you should be wholly fine being alone. And I, I think that there's some wisdom, there's some great wisdom in that, that before you can try to be in a relationship with someone else, if you can successfully manage yourself without mm-hmm. that individual you can be by yourself and be okay I'm, I'm okay either by myself without a relationship without someone you don't need a relationship 
to survive per se. That's a good space to be in. And uh, with that space, I, I do believe any if both parties are in that space and they're getting together in that relationship, that relationship is, is meant for success in whatever capacity, either dating or, or, or marriage. Okay, well, thank uh, you yeah. for that. So, Masujio, yeah. um, I want you to tell these girls, how do they get you? How do they send you? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> 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 I'm really, really going to giggle. Like, can you please tell these girls how to get you, please? <laughs> uh, me, personally? Um, no, I actually, you know what, to be honest, uh, if you're looking, for me, looking at a, at a life partner, you just need, you're just, I'm just looking for a person who, uh, who's understanding, who can deal with all my idiosyncrasies and, you know, and... <laughs> Like I, I understand also I'm a difficult person <laughs> so so I don't know like personally um, I'm not sure the lucky woman is gonna tie me down uh, or maybe unlucky unfortunate woman that's gonna tie me down should I say but <laughs> uh, yeah so no in general uh, it's it, for, for for me for me. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm always open to a relationship and just looking to uh, like, trying to get to know someone. And I think that's what, what's important when you're going into any relationship. It's very important for you to be open minded and understand that you're not in a relationship with yourself. And this person has their own needs and their own ideas and just having that understanding of okay when you're coming into this i'm dealing with another person with another person with with goals and life life ideas that they they have for themselves and being able to put that put put those things in your life or like find a way for you guys can move, put those things together in, so that you guys can move forward together those are like that's a very important thing for any any, any of us to do especially when it comes to going into a new relationship but yeah for me that's what i'll be looking for just someone who's understanding and uh, is able to is able to see me for me. That's it. How about you then? Great. <laughs> you just had to. You just had to. I mean, okay. So, what I'm looking for in a man, right? Uh-huh. Um, okay. First of all, I have three like things that are very important. I want somebody who is funny, like hilarious. Like you need to draw me in with your conversation. We have to have like banter. Like you know, like it has to be draw me in with that like it also like your brain like it reflects through that and then it's always nice to have somebody who's kind who can kind of look beyond themselves somebody Uh who understands that they don't live alone in this world and they they, there's a you know they're just somebody who understands what the meaning of a support system is and then the third thing, I don't know, because now Baba makes me feel like the third thing is not really necessary. But me personally, I'm a ridiculously, freakishly tall girl. Yeah. So, so now Baba's telling me that his wife is taller than him. So I'm just like, man, I might need to rethink that. But I think it's okay. It's okay to watch a, a, a guy who who's taller than you. I, I, I wanted, yeah. I wanted, I wanted a wife who was shorter than me. <laughs> but, but wow. We have to make compromises. <laughs> no, I mean, those things can be... You can find a really not-so-tall guy who's so great that everything else just makes them taller, you see? So just everything else just adds up their height and you think, that man, 
I love the way you put that. But for yeah. me, like like those three things are like paramount, and then we just go from there. If you can draw me in with those things, and usually I'm the kind of person who works for relationships. Yeah. I don't just I don't just let things like I work. I will talk your ear off. I will, you know, I will, you know. I'm there like I'll put up the work for you but yeah, yeah that's the thing like 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 Masuja was saying it's a two-way street and mm-hmm. I have my own baggage you have my own baggage it's not to say like I'm perfect and also you can't go around being offended because you're not everybody's type people have preferences <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it's okay you know like it's, you tell certain mm-hmm. things you just you need to shrug it off and let it go yeah. so Guys, I think we need to wrap up the show. And yes. I really, really enjoyed this so much. Baba, thank you so, so much for being so yes, candid. Yeah. And you've been so open about your relationship and your culture and everything you've learned throughout this season in your life. I'm so grateful to you and Tolo. Like one of these days, I will get Tolo <laughs> on this podcast. I don't know how, but I will get her on. So, like, please, like, tell her thank you so much for being so open and so honest with us, um, guys. This is the fourth episode of Bantu Born. Meet me at the river. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. I do hope our listeners also enjoy it. Um, follow us, like us, subscribe. We're on YouTube. Find us Bantu Born Western Raised on Twitter. It's BBW. R underscore find us on Instagram Bantu Born Western Raised Facebook you can follow Masuzio Mwanza you can follow Lynn Fanikiso on Facebook and we're getting the content out there we've got the blog going we're doing so much because we're trying to push this so support us like us subscribe guys thank you so much for listening okay and Baba thank you very much for having me guys um, and, and good luck good luck with love it's a beautiful journey and i wish all of you can experience something uh similar or close or even better than what i've experienced so far wow okay so thank you for that guys this is bantu born western rays and we're signing out